Well, we are just incredibly happy that you guys are all here. Hallelujah. Just blessed, blessed, blessed to see you. And uh, you've weathered the storm of the last few days, which is, uh, uh, you know, it felt like uh, watching uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. I had my, my five-foot wreath all blow off my house. All of the things blow away. My swings outside that we have chairs and all of the three uh, blown up Christmas trees were way over there. We had one thing that was really cool though because I had a beach ball in the backyard there and the wind came through and it blew off the, uh, I have a, a, a mesh that's on my fence because it's wrought iron, uh, but I put a mesh and that just snapped all of those zip ties and it hit that uh, beach ball and shot it into the air and shot it across there, shot it over the highway and I saw it going all the way to, you know, uh, Comanche Lake and it was just sailing across the lake. It was pretty impressive, man, which is about a mile away. You could just see it. And I thought, that's a pretty good wind. Right there is a pretty good wind, you know. Uh, you know, when I saw the neighbor's garbage can going across the field, I thought, glory to God, we got some good things happening now. So we're up on a hill up there. And uh, thank God I got my six-foot wreath back. It's not up yet, but uh, back up, I should say. But, uh, you know, blew over the Christmas trees, blew over the... Snow made this blue. I said, boy, you know, we, you know, when they said gusts, I think ours are up to about 60 miles an hour. But uh, it was some pretty cool things, and the rain was just coming down good, too. So, But I was rejoicing. I said, thank God I love the weather. I'm glad for the rain and glad that it's raining. And it actually, it, it, it somewhat reminds you of Christmas. Praise God. You know, I'm pretty sure it's snowing up in the mountains up there and all that kind of wonderful stuff. But we're just praising God for his grace and mercy. Amen. But we're so glad that you're here. We're so glad that you're watching. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We just had a lot of calls of a lot of folks. And so we're just believing God, exercising our faith. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, if you're here for the very first time, you happen to be here. Praise God. Thank you for being here. There's a uh, connect card right there on the seat pockets in front of you. If you'd fill it out, let us know how you heard about us and all that wonderful thing. Usually it's word of mouth. That's still the number one way people come to church is because somebody invited them. Amen. Told them to come. So we're glad you're here. And if you'd fill it out, drop that into the offering bucket as it goes by, that'd be a real blessing for us. Amen? Hallelujah. Well, we're going to worship God with our tithes and with our offers. We're going to end this year on a bang. Amen? We're going to end this year supernaturally and be blessed uh, because, you know, we are, uh, you know, trying to get a whole new roof on here. We're also looking at some solar uh, things that we're getting bids on just to see how to, you know, uh, handle all of our electricity and all that kind of stuff. You know, we have five PG&E bills for this property. And uh, so we're working on that. So uh, that's why it's coming. But I can honestly say, I, Chrisman and I, we haven't seen too many leaks. It's, it's actually held out really good here for all of our uh, things. So praise the Lord for that. And uh, we're happy about that. Of course, I haven't checked above the sound system, but I think Chrisman has. It's all good. So we're good. Hallelujah. Amen. And uh, if it didn't leak with these last couple of rains, we're good, you know, so we're good. Uh, so we've weathered the storm, but we don't care if it keeps raining. We've got it. We want to continue that, but we want to believe God uh, for his amazing grace. Amen. And so thank you all for being so precious. Thank you for uh, believing in Harvest Bible Church. Amen. We are. We are believing. We're going full steam ahead on our, our new uh, uh, gymnasium, uh, you know, a fellowship, every, the whole nine yards to do that. We're believing God for all that too. So, But God has his hand upon us. Amen. So if you need an envelope right there, they're in the seat pockets in front of you. Hey, hi. Glory to God. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amen. The giving online, you guys know how to give and then text and in person and all that. Amen. Hallelujah. I was all geared up to do the announcements and now I don't have to, so we're good. <laughs> of course. I mean, if you want me to, I can do it. It doesn't matter. They'd rather hear you than me. They might listen more. Let's pray over this offering, okay? <laughs> Heavenly Father, we just thank you and praise you. What a privilege it is to honor you with our giving. Lord, thank you. Father, we know it's a season of giving. It's a season of loving and just giving gifts one to another. But Lord, we thank you for the greatest gift of all that you gave to us. But Lord, we thank you now as we bring our tithes and our offerings. You told us how your kingdom is going to flourish. And it was through your tithes and offering, our tithes of bringing it to you and honoring you. Because you cause all grace to abound toward us so that we having all sufficiency and all things that we may abound to every good work. You are such a great God. You are such a wonderful, loving, heavenly Father. Thank you for meeting and supplying every need of every individual that's here. Lord, thank you for it. Lord, we honor you for it. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen and amen. Ushers, go ahead. Let's receive this offering here. I'll leave my mess up here, but that's okay. Good morning. <laughs> well, Merry Christmas. Ladies, thank you for a wonderful Christmas breakfast. It was so much fun. Lots of great gingerbread, condos, uh, skyscrapers, boats, campers, and mangers. There was mangers. They were amazing buildings. It was a fun morning. And, uh, and the ornament exchange. So thank you, ladies. It was a wonderful morning. But we do have a couple announcements. Thank goodness for the digital bulletin for me to go through. <laughs> um, the throne is, come, is next Sunday. Yes, the kids are getting prepared for um, the Christmas program. They're learning their songs. It's going to be a wonderful evening. It's Sunday at 5.30 in the evening. It's welcome to all families. Uh, we encourage you to come and uh, encourage our kids. It's going to be a wonderful Christmas program, and what a great way to go into Christmas season, right? <laughs> so next Sunday at 5.30. And then also Wednesday, the 21st, we will have our Christmas movie night. Yes, if you can bring the kids, bring the families. We're going to do it a little bit different this year. We are going to do the Star of Bethlehem here in the main. And then the kids will have their own Christmas movie um, in the green room. And they'll be watching the star. We'll have, of course, Christmas cookies like always. It'll be a fun evening. Um, a great uh, movie night right before the Chris Christmas holiday that weekend. So it'll be good times. <laughs> Also, am I doing a save the date for January? Yes. Okay. Also, save the date. <laughs> Dr. Gee and Ilka Pei will be here in January. Yes, we always love them. It's always always exciting time. Doing it a little different this, uh, this coming January. We're going to be doing a uh, home improvement marriage seminar that they will be hosting here with us. Yes, so it will be save the date January 13th through the 14th. And then they will speak, obviously, that Sunday morning as well on the 15th. Um, we will have more details as, as times come, the prices for tickets, um, and more details to come soon. Um, the Harvest Preschool Christmas program is this evening at 5 p.m. Yes, so if you like to come support our preschool, Harvest Preschool and Child Care, they're having their Christmas program. So cute to see all the littles, including the little 18-month, 2-year-olds, <laughs> all the way up to 5-year-olds. So theirs will be this evening at 5 o'clock. So if you like to come support, 
Well, that's it for announcements. I wish everyone an amazing Sunday. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. And uh, Cameron and Samantha are home recuperating. The enemies attack their bodies. So all of you teenagers get to stay in uh, for that. Uh, just to kind of reiterate for uh, Gianoka, when they're coming, it is a unique thing. They're going to be doing their home improvement, and it's a marriage seminar there. We have a lot of fun. He always tells jokes anyway. That's what it's been. So I thought last time he was here, he told like 50 of them. I said, okay, we might as well let you do that for a, for a seminar. But no, it's actually going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have a lot of fun and enjoy it. And then he's going to be here Sunday morning and Sunday night just allowing God to be God. Amen? good thing. So we're going to start off the year really good. Hey, I have one more announcement here, and that is this right here. This is a, uh, a thing that uh, Rick Koff's done. He's been doing it for 13 years. You know, many times people, uh, especially at Christmas time, they're willing to receive anything because they think they're getting something for free. Amen. And so he ends out, and it's just his Christmas story. And so he just thought it would be kind of nice if you guys would like to, he told you know, his grandson about it. So his grandson wrote his own Christmas story and he started handing it out to his friends about getting saved and about being born again. And, uh, you know, so if you'd like to see his, what he's done, if you want to write your own, you know, I know that Brother Self and I have been for the last 25 years, we go to Starbucks and every time we go to Starbucks, he hands out a card or he hands out a round to it or he hands out a track. He hands out things because we're endeavoring to get the love of Jesus out to as many people as we can. And you know, lest you think that uh, you kind of think, well, does that work or does it do any good? I mean, people usually just crumple them up and throw them. You know, I used to not know how it was. You know, we used to go out witnessing all the time. And it was so funny because we really didn't get a lot of folks coming to our church out of our witnessing. And yet God added to our church daily as such as should be saved. Amen. People would come all over and God said, well, you're sowing over here, but I'm, you're going to reap over here. Good things are going to take place. And, uh, but I had a gentleman that, uh, uh, that I hired as my youth pastor and as my associate pastor, uh, out of, out of Rhema. And I was talking to him and he had also, he graduated from Penn State University, uh, before that. Anyways, he was going to Penn State University. He was washing dishes at a restaurant and everything. And he was cleaning the bathrooms and he found a track that somebody had thrown away on the floor and he read that track and he got born again. You know, and uh, this guy was amazing. And uh, because when I hired him to come, he thought he was only going to get $300 a month to come work for me full time. And that wasn't true at all. That was back in the day, wasn't it all? They had misprinted everything. And uh, uh, he was going to get a whole lot more of that. But anyways, on the way of him coming, his car broke down in the middle of Indiana going to Pennsylvania. So he got on a bus and still came. And he's a singer. He, and he calls me. He says, hey, listen, if you can just get me a basement somewhere, I think I, I said, a basement? You can afford an apartment? He said, well, I can't afford I said, who told you that? He said, well, that's what was written down here. I said, I said, you are golden. Come on. I love you. Come on. He came. He's now been the pastor of Pittsburgh Christian Fellowship. He took over from me and he's been there for 28 years and he's been there. He was there before and everything. Uh, it's Pastor Chris and Belinda and I'm actually going to bring him out next year too just to, to honor him and stuff. But to him and his, ki- his kids are precious and valuable. And I see, so if you'd like to do something like this, which I would just say, hey, do it. You can learn. It'd be nice for you to write your story. See Rick afterwards, okay? And if you don't know who he is, he's the harmonica player. Okay, it's a guy back here, you'll know, and he has copies, he has things to do, okay, you can see him, and uh, he's been doing this, and I love things like this, I love things like that that take place, amen? 
So it's good stuff, good, good things. And so I thought I'd share that story with you because it always blesses me, uh, you know. And uh, funny thing about it, he was single when he came. And the first Sunday he was there, I had a young lady that had been coming to my church. She always sitting in the back. But as soon as he showed up, she was on the front row. <laughs> I said, yes, there we go. It wasn't long. So six months later, and I performed their marriage. Hallelujah. You know, and so... The rest is history, hallelujah, you know, so, and she's been, you know, the pastor's wife ever since, so, and they're precious, they are two of the most sweetest, most wonderful people, just love them, love them dearly, hallelujah, blessed, amen, don't you just like good, warm Christmas stories, those are good stories, you know, when you can hear from heaven, hey, if you have your Bibles, go to Luke chapter one, we're just going to share this morning, going to stir up your pure hearts, it's Christmas time, how do you know that there's so much rich truth uh, in Matthew 1 and 2 and Luke 1 and 2 and all that's going on. And many times we, we look at this and we read and we say, isn't that nice? But man, what an incredible story of, of what uh, God did. But how many of you know, you know, as Pastor Pam was just sharing about, there was 400 years of silence. Nobody heard anything. There was no prophetic things. There was no nothing going on until all of a sudden, we got three wise men that show up from the east. We got a star that's brightly shining that nobody really knows what's going on. And uh, you know that? You know, and how many are, are impressed because that same star showed up last year? You guys realize the Bethlehem star showed up after all those years, 2,000 years. It hadn't been around for 2,000 years. It showed up. Amen. And it showed up in a, in a real incredible way and in a wonderful way of what take place of the planets that come together that make that and create that. And uh, I believe that's a tremendous sign that lets us know Jesus is coming again. Amen. I really do. I really believe that he's, he's letting us know that. But I want to share with you some things I've shared before, but I want to give you a contrast because how do you know when the enemy raises up his ugly head or when he's trying to bombard or trying to steal, kill, and to destroy, you know, he's trying to call cause sickness or he's trying to cause lack or he's trying to cause depression. He's trying to cause uh, all of the different things. You know, this is such a joyous time, but it's also a very difficult time for a lot of folks. Amen. It really is. It's a lot of, because, you know, sometimes, you know, you can be going through this by yourself, going through this season and stuff. And a lot of people don't really understand how to, how to stir up their own joy, but that's when we need to make sure that we as the body of Christ can give joy. Amen. But I'm, you know, here in Luke chapter one, it first talked about, uh, you know, Zechariah and uh, Elizabeth. And we know that Zechariah was in there doing uh, his priestly duties and his duty at that time. He was the high priest at that. He was going into the Holy of Holies. And while he's in there, hallelujah, he sees an angel. The angel Gabriel comes to him and says, hey, guess what? Your wife's going to have a child. And of course, he opens his mouth and speaks all kinds of doubt and unbelief, like, how can this be? And it's so funny because he's married and he's got a wife. And what does he mean, how can this be? And how do you know that he knows the story of Abraham and Sarah? How do we know that, that he's a child of Abraham in the sense all of the Jews said, we be children of Abraham? Isn't that what they said to Jesus? We're Abraham's seed. We're Abraham's seed. And Jesus said, if you knew if you were Abraham's seed, you'd believe in me. Amen? So they all knew that. He knew that. But, you know, so thank God the angel had to struck him dumb. Make sure he didn't talk because he was going to mess everything up. How many you know we always mess things up? 
And how do we mess things up? With our voice, with our words. You know, we let what comes out of our mouth wipe us out. And so, you know, but then it goes on down here in Luke's gospel, chapter one. Let's keep reading. Let's go down and let's, you know, begin reading with the story of Mary here. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Uh, and, and let's begin to see what, you know, takes place and happens here in this. And uh, let's talk about that. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. I keep backing up, backing up, backing up, getting the longer story here. But, uh, you know, and, and let's look, we're look at verse 26. Let's go to verse 26. Amen. We're going to read down, and we're going to actually read down all the way to verse 45. You guys are okay? We're going to read the story. We're going to share a little bit. But we're going to talk about today about let's believe the performance. How many you know God wants to do a performance? You know, there's a scripture in Job that says God has some divine appointments for you. God has appointed some things for you. Amen? It's so vitally important in that. In fact, you know, the Amplified Bible says this. He performs that which he has planned for me. And of many such matters, he is mindful. He's got some plans and purposes for our lives. Do you know God's got some plans and purposes for you? He's got some divine appointments that he wants you to to have, and he doesn't want you to miss them. See, I think a lot of times we've missed some of his divine appointments. Because in order for God to get things to us, in that thing, he's got to get things in us. He's got to get us the ability to receive and to believe that what he wants done, we really truly believe that he wants to do it through us. Amen? See, sometimes God, God's always trying to do and to show us things to come. I believe that. I believe that's the Holy Spirit's job. Don't you believe that? John chapter 16, right? You know, he said this, how be it when he, the spirit of truth, has come. Well, did the spirit of truth come on the day of Pentecost? He did, he came. How be it when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak of himself, but the things which he hears from Jesus, he's going to speak to you. He's going to show you, and then the Bible says, and that latter part of that verse, and he's going to show you things to come. Amen. How many of you know he's not stopped doing his job? Y'all okay? He's not stopped doing his job. You know, I just told you about Zechariah. Now we're going to read about Mary. And Mary has a right to share what she's saying, but she's not saying it in this, uh, you know, like, how can this be kind of thing or in doubt and unbelief. She's just saying, just tell me what's going to happen. But look at verse 26. He says, and in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto the city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin exposed of a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored and the Lord is with thee. Blessed are you among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and cast in her mind, what manner of salutation is this? Isn't that an amazing King James thing? And as you see an angel, do you go, I'm just going to ponder this. This is is just pretty impressive. I got a big giant guy here. He's glowing. He's standing in front of me. Looks pretty impressive. And, uh, you know, it's it's all cool. (laughs) And the angel of the Lord said unto Mary, 
Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. And he shall be great and shall be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of, it, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angels, how shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also the holy thing which is born of thee shall be called the Son of God. Amen. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she hath also conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For with God nothing shall be impossible. And if you don't have that underlined in your Bible, you better. And if you can't mark in your Bible, throw it away. Get one you can mark in, okay? Hallelujah. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. Or the Amplified Bible says, no word of God is void of fulfillment. It always has to be fulfilled. Mary said, behold, this is such a cool statement. Mary said, behold, the handmaiden of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. Amen. Hallelujah. <clears throat> now let's read. She's going to Mary's house. And Mary arose in those days, and she went into the hill country with haste and into the city of Judah, and entered into the house of, of Zechariah and saluted Elizabeth. And it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the babe leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. And she spake out with a loud voice, and she said, Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. And whence is this to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For lo, as soon as the voice of thy salutation sounded in mine ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. And blessed is she that believed. For there shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. And I'm going to read that to you again because guess what? There's going to be a performance of some things. Blessed is she that believed. Blessed is he that believes. For there shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. Aren't you glad God told us some things? Aren't you glad he told us some things about what's going to take place, what's going to happen, and what we're looking forward to? Aren't you glad that God said he's got you in the palm of his hand? Amen. Aren't you glad this is an awesome Christmas time, joyful, full of life, because we're closer and closer to the Lord's return. Amen. Mary said, be it unto me according to your word. Also right here, Elizabeth is prophesying. She said, for there shall be a performance of the things which were told to me of the Lord. How many of you believe there's going to be a performance of the word of the Lord in your life? There's going to be a performance of the word of the God, the performance that God's going to do. We're not going to be like Zechariah and say, well, I don't know how that's going to happen. I don't know how that's going to be. Well, man, that's the last thing you say. Hopefully God will strike you dumb so you don't mess it up either. Amen. We know that when John the Baptist was born, they said, well, his name's going to be Zachariah. And he said, no. And then they gave a motion to his father. He, gave, he said, give me a piece of paper. He writes down, his name is John. And they go, John, there's nobody in your family named John. But when he wrote down John, his mouth was opened. And he began to prophesy. He began to share. Amen. He began to say some things. Hallelujah. That take place. Glory to God. You know, one of the reasons that we don't receive like we're supposed to be receiving is because we're not listening. And the reason we're not listening is because we are so busy. 
Amen? We get so busy, you know? I think if you, if you look over in, 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 in Luke 2.19, and I want you to just, just one verse, I want you to look there. It says all these things are being said, you know, about what was going to happen. But then here's what it said about Mary. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Now, she's already pregnant. She's already, things going to happen. They've already, you know, got to go to here and things that are going to take place. And she's seeing all the stuff that's going to happen to her child. Now, that word ponder just simply means you got to pause. Everybody say this. There's power in the pause. There really is. You know, I, I ministered a sermon like that uh, several years ago. And then somebody, because it, it really ministered to me because God really told me, he says, yeah, the problem is, is you never pause. And so, I, in fact, the person gave me a T-shirt. She gave me a T-shirt, said, there's power in the pause. I have that T-shirt, all right? So there's power in the pause. What does it mean to pause? Mean, pause just simply means to ponder, to take time to enjoy the moment. How many of us go through the hustle and bustle of everything and it seems like this year's gone by so fast and we're doing everything and we really haven't taken time to pause? We miss all the moments. We've got to stand and enjoy the moment. But I like to say it like this. We need to stand and enjoy the off actors. You know, there's, there's, a, there's a saying that somebody said one time, you know, your life is not about all your breaths, but your life is about the moments that actually take your breath away, that you remember, and that you stand and you understand. But God wants us to have some more ah moments. God wants to be a lot more performing in our lives I really believe this with all my heart, that God wants to do a performance. You know, funny thing about it, when you know, and the enemy always tries to come in because he wants to get you distracted. He wants to get you frustrated. He wants you to get to look at all of the difficulties that are around you. And so what I want to do today is I want to get you to pause. Just take a deep breath and say, wow, I choose to go slow. I choose, hallelujah, to not miss the moment. I choose to stay in the moment. I'm going to choose not to always looking at something else. I'm always planning. I've always got my, of where I'm going to the next, to conquer the next thing. And you miss the enjoyment of the moment. There's a lot of folks, you, you guys are in the moment, hallelujah. You probably need a little extra kick, but some of us, most of us, you know, that uh, we're here and, uh, uh, you know, it's amazing. I mean, how many of us get so frustrated at our computer because it takes five seconds to do something? <laughs> Amen. How come it's not downloading? How come it's not? I can't understand this. It's like, wow. You know, back in the day when they first started, it would take 25 minutes to do things, you know. And uh, here's the thing about it. Not only do you need to stop and pause, but you need to take time to enjoy the moment. Take time to enjoy everything around you. Take time to enjoy, you know, not only that, but take time to let joy come into your heart and let that song begin to sing. Hallelujah. Let that song begin to sing. You know, did you notice here over there, if you go back to, I, I put you over in chapter two, but in chapter one, if you go back here, then, then Mary begins to, to magnify the Lord. This is the song of Mary the Magnificent. She begins to sing, she begins to rejoice, and she begins to prophesy about herself and prophesy about what's going on. And, uh, you know, she gets Mary's song here. And, and it's funny because most people, you're singing, 
will probably keep everybody else away. But your singing to God will bring God closer. I mean, I make a joyful noise all the time. I love to sing. I love, I, I just do, I mix things up. I mix things, tunes up. It just kills people who are musically. But I love to, I'm humming, I'm making noises. My motor's running always. And, um, but most of the time I'm worshiping and I'm praising the Lord. But I do that because when the Lord began to speak to my heart about, listen, you need to take time to pause. You need to take time to hear. You need to take time to enjoy what's going on right now instead of looking at what else can be. Amen? See, if you learn to surrender your will to God's will, hallelujah, and learn to surrender and say, Lord, what is, it? what is this? What do we need to do? You know? I mean, my wonderful wife, Pamela, she's always been the one recently and, you know, in my life that's helped me to understand the pause, to understand being in the moment. Because things will go crazy or things will go, it's just say, there's a reason. And I'm like, yeah, there's a reason. We're stupid. But that's not, that's not like I'm thinking, that's the reason. <laughs> we missed it. We missed the turn. We missed this. You know, we're doing this. I can think of another hundred reasons too. And I'm not thrown under the bus. But the key is, is that, you know, but she's so sweet. She's like, there's a reason. God's got it handled. It's all going to work out. And I'm like, oh. I've been helping God for years, so let me just tell you. But you know, the crazy thing about it, since I've been married to her for almost six years, it always works out. Ah, I know, I hear you. I hear you on that one. Alan, I hear you. That was, that was perfect timing. But it always works out. It's like, it's going to work out. It's like, okay, it's going to work out. And the reason it's going to work out is because we're doing what the Bible tells us to do. We're going to be choosing to be slow to speak, Amen. Slow to wrath, and we're going to be swift to hear. Because guess what? God's wanting to perform some things, but he's wanting to get some things to us to receive. So let's believe the performance, and let's look for the performance. Hallelujah. Let's take time to enjoy. Hallelujah. Amen. There's a great scripture in Psalms 57, verse 2. It says this, I will cry unto God the Most High. Unto God that performs all things for me. God wants to put on a show. And I believe he wants to put on a bigger show than we're letting him. Thank you for your overwhelming response. I do. I mean, wasn't, wasn't the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ a performance? Come on. Hallelujah. Let's get a star. We got, we got these wise men coming. But not that. Let's let the heels get lit up. Let's let the angels and I mean, let the whole sky. Hallelujah. A heavenly chorus. And the shepherds are out there going, whoa. This is pretty awesome. Who's seeing this? They are. Amen. Yes. Glory to God in the highest and peace and goodwill toward men. Amen. Go look in the shepherds. Let's go find out if this is true. I mean, come on. We got this incredible vision, this incredible thing that's taking place. God's putting on the show. Amen? I mean, you're right here. Go over to Ephesians chapter 2. Y'all doing okay? I'm going to get you stirred up about a show. You got to get ready to look. You got to start seeing God in every area. You got to start seeing God in your life. No matter what's going on, no matter what has happened, no matter what's taking place, hallelujah. But that God wants to do this. Here in Ephesians chapter 2, hallelujah. <laughs> 
Look at verse 4. Let's back up to verse 4. He said this. He said, but God, who is rich in mercy, amen, and in his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, he hath quickened us together with Christ, for by grace you are saved. And he has raised us up together, and he has made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Amen? Now look at verse 7. That in the ages to come, which is what we're living in right now, that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. He's wanting to put on a show. He's wanting to put on his kindness, his riches to us still. He's still wanting to do that. Amen. We're just missing the show. We're missing the performances because we're not seeing God in the things he wants to see and we're not taking time to enjoy the moment. We're not taking time to believe in the performances. Amen? How do you? See, because here's the thing. In order to receive the performances, there's two things involved. Number one is God's grace. That's his performance. But number two is faith to believe that he's doing it, to believe that God's in it and that God's going to create it. Why is it so important to do this? Because how many of you know that God wants to show us his ways? Amen? He does. But God also, God also wants us, hallelujah, to be working workers together with him. And we want to see his acts of what he's doing. Amen? That he wants to put on a performance in you and through you, glory to God, so that the world can see his glory be made manifest in your life. Amen? The greatest testimony in all the world for the world to see is you being joyful, you being full of life. Amen? You knowing that no matter what you're going through, no matter what's taking place, you can lift up your voice. Amen? I mean, it always reminds me of that song, you know, It Is Well With My Soul. You guys know the history behind that song, right? The guy lost his wife. She was killed. The kids, girls, they were all in a shipwreck. And he's on a ship going across to meet them. And he's lost everything. And as he's going across the ocean, he writes the song, It Is Well With My Soul. It is well with my soul. Hallelujah. Because he's magnifying. He's not thanking God for all the tragedies. He's not thanking. But in everything, he's got a heart of thanksgiving. In everything, he's allowing God to be God in the moment and in the truth. Amen. Because how many of you know God's personal? How many of you know that he has to be a personal savior to you or you're not going to make heaven? It's personal. God made this personal. You know that, right? He made it personal. God wants to do some performances. See, not only has God a personal God, hallelujah, he's a promising God and he's a performing God. Most of us all have made Jesus Christ the Lord of our life. We know all about the promises of God. God's promised to do this. God's promised to meet every need. God's promised. He's given us all these promises. He's given, blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. All the promises of God are yes and amen. Second Corinthians 1.21 says, so all of this, we know all about this. Well, why ain't we seeing it? In a manifestation that we need to see. Don't look at me so holy. It's truth. Come on. Come on. And the reason we're not is because we're not seeing God in our everyday lives of believing and seeing that God's directing our steps, God's showing us what to do, and we're not expecting God to do the miracle signs and wonders that he can always do. Do you know one of the biggest things that I hate is when people ask me to pray and they know they're not going to believe. And I know because they're, they're gearing up for everything else. Now. They, got, they say, well, you need to pray, but they're doing everything that says we don't believe your prayer. I hate that. I hate that with a passion. 
I do. Why ask me to pray? Because see, I actually believe my prayers. I actually believe if you tell me to pray, I pray. And I pray in faith. I pray the word of God. I get scriptures on the subject. And I believe that what I pray comes to pass. I believe that with all of my heart. And I can't take it back. And I won't take it back. Hallelujah. In spite of you trying to not believe. Amen. And I'm not putting anybody down. I don't ever tell anybody those things. I'm preaching it to you, so it's vague. You don't even know if you did that. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. But here's the biggest reason, because we don't take it personal. We don't believe that God can actually do what he, what he said he can do. Where's Zacharias? How can this be? Uh, dude, you're married. You've got a wife. Yeah, but she's old. Who cares? You know, the story of Abraham. Come on. Come on. So we know all these things. We look at these things, but we're not expecting God to do what he said because we don't make the gospel personal. We don't make our relationship with God personal. It's just a general. You've got to have a personal relationship in order to, be, to let Jesus be real in your life. It's personal. God made it personal. I mean, what's our one of the most wonderful scriptures we talk about here? I use it all the time because you have to do this because people are always cursing you. You know, you know that. Isaiah 54, 17, you know, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue that rises up against you in judgment, you shall condemn. Amen. For this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And then what did God say? And their righteousness is of me, saith God. I'll make them stand. Their righteousness is of me. And if you're talking about my kids, you're in trouble. Yes. I mean, how many of you people go, oh, I just love you, but your kids stink. <laughs> we got a problem here, right? If I went up to Sean and said, oh, you know, hey, you, you and Leticia, you guys are okay, but, you know, Lucy and, and good old Benicio say something stupid, he should punch me in the mouth. I don't want him to do that because he's a big boy, but the key is, <laughs> is that, you know, isn't that funny? But people do it all the time. You know, God and I, we're close, but people are terrible. No, your closeness to God is how much you love his kids. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus is Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Listen, I don't know about you, but all of my life I've been in church. All of my life I've been watching, and I've seen God do supernatural things many, many times. But I do believe that there's a performance that he wants to do now in the latter days that he's, he's been waiting for a group of people to decide that they're going to believe God. He's waiting for a group of people who believe that he is coming and that time is short and that now is the day. This is the hour. And why not us? Why not Harvest Bible Church? Let's let there be a performance. Let's believe the Lord. Let's be like Mary. Be it unto us according to your word. You sent your word and you healed us. You sent your word and you delivered us. You sent your word and it cast out devils. You sent your word, your word. The word of the Lord came up. Let's be like the centurion that said, amen, that's right. Hey, <laughs> You know, let's be like the centurion that said, hey, Jesus, you don't have to come to our house. All you got to do is speak the word. He said, we're not really nice. You're trying to just get us all excited. No, I'm trying to get you alive. Praise God. Stop being half dead and quit letting the enemy. 
You know, if you quit letting the enemy try to defeat you and to come against you and trying to, to stop you from receiving what God has, because like I said, he's a personal God, but he's also a promising God. We've got some promises. He promised some things for us. Amen. When I just quoted the scriptures, they said all of his promises are yes and in him, in Jesus. Amen. So all of the promises of God, he's blessed us. You know, Ephesians, you're there in Ephesians 2. Jump over to Ephesians 1 verse 3 says, blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Well, if we've got all spiritual blessings, we got them all. What are they? Woo, glory to God. They're just blessing. They're awesome. There's the power and the grace and the goodness of God. We've got the Holy Spirit living and dwelling on the inside of us. And that's just the down payment of the inheritance that we have. That's just a little percentage of what all God has for us. But it's like when the man said, and they brought his son to Jesus, and the man brought it to his disciples. They couldn't do anything. And the man said, listen, if you can do anything, heal him. And Jesus said, hey, listen, let me tell you something. It's not if I can do something. Can you believe anything? How many of you know it's not up to God, how to, even though he has all these performance, he wants to perform it. It's not up to him for the performance. It's up to you and I to see what kind of performance he's going to do. Can we believe for the performances? We're hearing the word of God. Amen? And the Bible says that the, the, the latter house is going to be greater than the former house. The Bible says that the church is going to get brighter and brighter and brighter as the noonday sun. Amen. It's supposed to get brighter and brighter. We're supposed to be bringing back the king. Amen. That's our heart's desire. But we've got to grab a hold of it because God's promises. Amen. Thank God he's given us his promises, but he also gave us all the promises that he said for, for Abraham. Amen. That the blessings of Abraham might come upon us. Jesus died so that we might live. Hallelujah. And that we might live more abundantly. Jesus came that we might have life and life more abundantly. So we got to stir up and say, hey, what kind of a performance do we need? We got to be like Mary and say, hey, be it unto me according to your word. Glory to God. I'm going to stand on you. I'm going to believe what you said. Now, here's the key. You know why we don't? Because we allow the unbelief of others to destroy us. Do you know there's a scripture in the Bible, Romans chapter 3, verse 3 says this, for what if some do not believe? Shall their unbelief make the faith of God without effect? No. Amen? Now, let me ask you a question. You know, there's a big song about Mary. You know, the song that we sing is, I love the song. It's called Mary, Did You Know? You know, the answer to that question is no, she didn't know, but she was walking by faith. She was just whatever was going to take place. She, you know, did you know that it was all, and she was pondering all this in her heart. And when she saw what God did, she saw Simeon and she saw Anna and the prophetess and all this. And Simeon said, I've seen the salvation of the Lord. I can go to heaven now. And I can, pro- when, when, when they brought Jesus to the temple, hallelujah. And when she brought, you know, Jesus left him when he was 12 years old and they couldn't find him and he's in the temple about his father's business. The Bible says she pondered him in her heart. What did she do? She paused. Now, how many of you, you pause because what God's doing in your life. And if he's not doing something, then you need to take time to get in, pray and get in fellowship. Say, all right, God, what's going on? Show me your ways. Show me your ways. Show me what he, glory to God. Hallelujah. I want your plans and purposes because we need, as what we're going into this next year, which I believe is crucial. 
I, I really do. I mean, I, I don't know about you, but I believe Jesus is coming back, can come back anytime he wants to. People want to try to tell you things. Listen, there, I, he can come anytime he wants to. He can come. God's free. He's got this. He, and he's waiting for the precious fruit of the earth. We know what he's waiting for. Amen. We know this. But what we as a church have to understand, if we don't start calling for the promises of God, they're not going to be fulfilled. And every promise has to have a day of fulfillment. For with God, nothing is impossible. For every word of God has to be fulfilled. We'll have a day of fulfillment. Amen? Every word of God has a day of fulfillment. We've got to start calling for the promises of God. We have got to start taking hold and believing God by faith of what God says becomes true in our lives. That he does meet and supply every need that we have. That God can do anything and everything because he is God. We've got to hold fast to our confession of faith because he is faithful that promised. Amen. Amen. And he's not slack concerning his promises as some consider you know, slackness. Amen. But if God's already said it, God's already promises, we have a right to believe that it should be performed in our lives. We want to see a performance of these things. Hallelujah. We want to, because I believe God has some divine appointments for all of us. Amen. And some of you need to be at the right place at the right time for a supernatural increase in your life. Amen. Amen. I am believing. I am believing for that. Hallelujah. He has some supernatural plans for you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I really do that. I believe that you're going to see the hand of God. And don't think you're too old. Don't think you're too young. Hallelujah. I mean, that's what the, that's what the Bible's all about. So isn't it wonderful? I mean, come on. They had a king over in, in the Old Testament. was eight years old. And he was better than all the other guys. Okay. Had David, who was 17 years old, had a, just a 17-year-old kid, and God used him supernaturally. Amen? And then we had a lots and lots of older folks that were older that God used. I mean, come on, it took Noah to be 500 before he could get used. So some of you, you ain't got no excuses, okay? He's 500 years old, and God says, hey, I want you to build a boat out in the middle of a desert. Where it's never rained and it's way away from the ocean, way away from the seas. And I want you to build a big boat. And I want you to build it all and put all these things in it. And I want you to go get all the animals. I'll cause them all to come out of every kind. Amen. I mean, if you're talking about a man of faith of the Old Testament, glory to God, Noah's got to be right up there with the best of them. Come on. And he's the only one out of the whole world who's believing God. And yet he obeys God. And then we get excited. We get upset because somebody you know, didn't like our Facebook thing. <laughs> somebody got on there and said, don't say this. We get a little ridicule. You know, it took him at least, you know, we're not, there's all kinds of different things. How long it took, whether it took 30 years to build the ark or 70 years to build the ark and then 30 years to wait until the rain came because it says that when he was 600 is when the rain came and there's 500 when God told him. So, you know, everybody has all their different ideas. You know, I have a tendency to believe that it probably only took him 30 years and God made him wait 70 years to see if he'd burn the boat. Because usually we do things and it doesn't take near as long for what God to get God to do his part. It's usually twice as long, amen? 
So if I was doing it, it would have took me 30 years to build a boat and 70 years just to get my heart right saying, God, do it when you want to. It's there. Hallelujah. I'm hoping that the pitch is still good. Hallelujah. And it won't leak. I've fixed it 42 times for you now, but it ought to work. You know? Amen? Remember what I said. It's always... The performances of God and of the promises of God are always a combination of grace and faith. It's our faith in God's ability to meet the need that we need. Amen? And I believe that he's getting ready to do that for us. I believe that with all of my heart. I really do. I really, really believe that with all of my heart. I really do. No idea why I'm looking at my notes, but we're going to, one more time, look at some things here. And uh, hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Bow your heads for just a moment. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Glory and honor. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Mm. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Is it not said in the word that the trying of your faith brings patience? And let patience have its perfect work so that you may be entire, wanting nothing. Is it also not said that think it not strange concerning the fiery trial as though some strange thing has come against you? But knowing that this too shall pass, but knowing that you'll walk through it and you'll walk through it because did I not say and decree in the Old Testament that you'll walk through the fire and you'll walk through the flood and you'll walk through the difficulties and I'll bring you out on the other side to bring you to this moist place, to bring you to this wealthy place, to bring you to this place, hallelujah, that flows, hallelujah, with milk and with honey. As you listen and as you see, you begin to understand and know that, oh, isn't that nice? But my words are powerful, says the Lord. My words are truth. And so shall my words be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, says God, but it shall accomplish the thing whereunto I have sent it. And it will prosper in it. Hallelujah. It will prosper in it. Hallelujah. It will prosper in it. Hallelujah. So my word has been spoken. And now it is time to be received with faith. And it may seem that what you're dealing with is impossible. It may seem that nobody cares. But I care, says the Lord. And I've never leave you nor forsake you. Because I'm with you always. And I will strengthen you and I will uphold you. And I will show you the power of my right hand. I have some divine appointments. 
for those that are ready to receive, for those that will believe that what I said from my word is for them. And don't think it's too late. Don't think those words have been said and spoken of old. Because have you not read in the word? Have you not read it that there was things that were spoken by men of old that didn't come to pass for 500 years later? My word never returns to me void. And have I not spoken it? And will I not bring it to pass? Because my arm's not short. No, 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 no. Don't think it's lost. Don't think it's past. Because faith is now. And faith will bring it at last. If you'll only believe, only believe, all things are possible to him that believes. Only believe. But not only believe, but let's make it personal. Only believe, but let's make it personal. Believe that God's going to do it for you. But not only that, but God's going to do his promises. And that there shall be a performance of some things. In fact, in my spirit, the spirit of God is saying there are things in which we've desired, things in which we've been saying things that we want to see even in our families, in our lives, that we've been praying about for years and years and years. And we've been asking the Lord, we've been talking about it. But you know, now's the time to see a performance of it. Now's the time. Today is the day and this is the hour. This is our finest hour. And all you say, well, what makes this different than any other hour? It's because it's an hour closer. And because it's an hour that God is speaking. It's an hour in which he's bringing forth this truth. And he's just engaging it. And he's just stirring our hearts. That there shall be a performance. There shall be a performance. Blessed is he who believes. For there shall be a performance of that which was spoken. The word is about to come to pass. The word is about hallelujah to bring forth and to bud and for us to taste and see that the Lord, he is good. He is good. And if it's not good, the story's not over. Your life's not finished yet. Hallelujah. Because it's about to get gooder and gooder. It's about to get better and better because God's word is going forth. God's word is spoken forth. Oh, ho, ho. So let's rise up and believe the promises of God. Let's believe as the apostle Paul was on the boat. And he said, men, be of good cheer. Because I believe God that it shall be. Even as it was told me this night, an angel stood by me tonight from the God of who I belong to. Who is mine? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And it shall be even as it was told unto me. Folks, it's going to be, it shall be as even it was told unto you. So listen to his voice. Listen to his word. 
Oh, he's about to do. I mean, you wait and see. There's some super, super, supernatural. I mean, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I see that. I see it. I see it. I see it. It's just going to be changes. Changes, changes, changes. This changes everything. Just like when Jesus came, it changed everything. When Jesus was crucified and raised from the dead, it changed everything. Hallelujah. There's some things that just change things. Hallelujah. And we're going to get to see it. We are going to get to see it. Hallelujah. I thank you for it now. Thank you, Father, for the desires of our hearts. There's some, there's been some cries. Father, I just see the cries of your people. Hallelujah. But you've heard their cries. And Lord, you remind me that you heard their cries just like you heard Hezekiah's cry. Because he turned his face to the wall. Isaiah said, you're going to die. You're going to die. And Hezekiah turned his face to the wall. And he cried out to God and said, God, my heart's been pure before you. I've done what I thought was right. My heart's been pure. I cry out to you. And before Isaiah could get out of the courtyard, God said, go back. Tell him I'm going to give him 15 more years. I'm going to give him 15 more years. Then he told him what to do about the sickness that was in his body. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I just hear in my spirit, God, hears the cries. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Just like it said in, in Psalm 57 there. It says, I cried unto the Lord most high, and he performs all things for me. God's about to perform some things for you. You're about to see his salvation. Hallelujah. Wow. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, for these wonderful folks. Thank you, Father, for the Holy Ghost. Thank you for the word of the Lord. I'll not take nothing back. Hallelujah. I believe it with all my heart. I'm expecting to see it. I'm expecting to see supernatural things. I'm expecting to see something just far that we would, I mean, just, 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 just more than we could even ask or think, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you for it, Father. Thank you for touching the lives of every person at Harvest Bible Church, Father. And every person that the enemy has tried to make sick, Father, we call them well and whole. And that sickness is broken in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you and praise you for it. We honor you for it now. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. And amen. Hallelujah. Well, I love you. God loves you. And if you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, we don't need to bow our heads or close our eyes. Hallelujah. But if you're here and you need Jesus, I'm talking about a personal relationship. You need to have a personal relationship. That's what it's all about. Aren't you glad that your joy, your peace is not, you know, in, with, with somebody else's obedience? Amen. Your joy and peace is with your obedience. Amen. God loves you. So if you want to be born again this morning, just stand up where you're at. Come on down here. Let's just pray. Let's do it the old-fashioned way. Hallelujah. Let's just come on down. If you're watching, hey, just get on your knees. Accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Hallelujah. He loves you. He loves you. He he does. And he wants to perform great things in your life. He wants to be your Savior. He wants to be your Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, he does. God promises he wants to. I don't know about you, but I'm going to be looking. I'm going to be watching. I'm going to let God direct my steps and see the miraculous. See his hand. And see his promises fulfilled. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, I don't know about you, but I'm really glad I come. Man, that, that last sermon was just for me. I, I like that. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Well, let's all stand up. God loves you. I love you. 
We're going to let our prayer team come forward. If you want to talk to them or pray with them about anything, you just come on down. I love you. God, we'll get to see you. Hey, tonight, 5 o'clock for the preschool, if you want to come back and listen to the kids. Also, next Sunday night at 530, but also next Sunday, we're going to be blessed. Hey, I love all of you. Be blessed. Have a Merry Christmas.